Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. Welcome back to Ball vs. Life. We got a special episode. We're going to keep it in the family this episode, bringing on our boy JC co-host, brother-in-law, James, man. How's it going, James? What's up? What's up? Jack, JC, pleasure to be on. Welcome, welcome, man. Just so you know, man, anybody that we bring on the pod is always considered family. But this time, it's legit family that it's, we're bringing. It's real right? family. We, it's, it's, it's real family. Yeah, exactly. This is a real family. Like, it's like real, real, real family. <laughs> real, real family. I mean, I mean we brought uh, Mike on before. That's you know true. I mean? Yeah. And, That's you know, my, my, Alan, my future uh, brother. Alio and everybody, they're, they're pretty much brothers. So, you know what I mean? We're yeah, just man. continuing the trend. And you know, me and JC got this special bond, man. We uh, we fell for the same family. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it doesn't really get closer than that. It's like a prototype, and we just kind of, yeah, you, you know, know we, like, we are on the same same wavelength, man. As soon as I met him, I'm like, hey, you got good taste. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's kind of, yeah, exactly right. You know what's kind of funny? Like, um, last, so I've, I've been sheltering in place uh, up mm. north in Sac. You know, we've already kind of, uh, discussed this on the pod before so like um you know we're really 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 close to where james lives so like you know it's pretty much like our, our social circle up here and we're kind of keeping it pretty tight um one time james's um young uh younger sister actually was uh, dropping some stuff off um, at his house and she saw me walking uh maybe like like five five houses away and she started freaking waving like hella uh, <laughs> hella happy i was just like dude like what? Yeah, i didn't know how to react apparently she thought that i was him the whole time and she kept like, which means uh, older brother in uh, in tagalog so i was just like yeah man like i didn't know what to do just because i felt like there was an expectation that i was gonna match her her energy but you know what i mean yeah just she, show you yeah she came here and she was like she's like kuya I thought you were this other guy. This other guy was walking down the street, and I thought it was you. I was waving like crazy, I'm like, and uh, yeah, my wife was like, "Yeah, that's that's probably JC." <laughs> I got I gotta be thinking, James, are you taking that as a compliment <laughs> or, or a diss? <laughs> that someone's mistaken. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm I'm just hey, messing man. with JC. <laughs> hey man, hey man, if something happens to me, man, you know you. You pretty much just got uh, you know James ready to go, man. He's got a body double right there. He's a natural. He's a natural for, for this kind of stuff. Like before we were recording, man, we were just kind of shooting the shit, and he's just you know. He's so se- secretly for me, this is an audition for James to replace you. <laughs> Like the, uh, the replacement singer for Journey or something? Because the problem is the Warriors aren't doing well and we need to talk about a more relevant team. So, like, James... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. mm. Alright, okay. Yeah, I'm with that. Right. That's why I'm here, man. That's why I'm here. Let's, uh, let's open up those doors. Uh, yeah. like, like our other guests, James is another renaissance man. You know, mm. you know how we bring in folks that pretty much just kind of can roll with whatever topic, whatever, mm-hmm. like, just a bunch of different interests... Um, you know James um, he DJs uh, yeah. you know he you know he, he was the MC to your wedding huge, dude yeah exactly right he, yeah <laughs> right, so yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's a huge shoes Kings fan so like mm-hmm. you know and you know I'll I'll let him regale you of uh, his uh, allegiance to, to the Kings here and he could just pretty much just handle any conversation man so I thought like when we were thinking of bringing people in I was just like dude James you should just bring him in like last last year we were hanging out uh 
when travel was still all cool and we were hanging out <laughs> down in Disneyland and he was just like he just kind of seamlessly fits in with you know with our vibe so it's just kind of we should have recorded that conversation when we were there that was that was a yeah. podcast episode in itself yeah that's true there's so. many conversations I'm like we should re-record we recorded this shit <laughs> <laughs> especially that Disneyland one that's yeah. what I think that's when you guys are like we're just taking off with balls versus life you know yeah, and then yeah. you're like then you then y'all are talking about it talking about the things you're 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 the topics and guests you're yeah. having on the show I was like that sounds kind of fun. Maybe I'll jump on one day. Yeah. Well, yeah, we were we were definitely green, more green then. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forty episodes in, one year after, here mm-hmm. we find ourselves just recording. You know, in in a pandemic. Interestingly, so uh, you know we're, yeah, we're here, man. Well, part part of the reason we're re- we're able to record is because of the pandemic. Like you happen to be over a lot, hanging out with James. Because normally you're not in Sac. You're you're in South City. You're in you know near the city. So this is like a unique scenario, right? For you guys to be hanging this much together anyways. Like, I know you drop by like on weekends, but this, like, this amount of time is totally different, right? Yeah, man, it's been, it's been nice actually to be able to kind of use this time to spend time with family and just kind of, you know, and bond essentially, right? And that's essentially what we're doing. So it, it, it was just natural to kind of bring them in, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's just, you know, get into this kind of mindset and just being able to kind of, you know, get, get get this on get this published whatever we have because you know it's just a, it's a nice little bond that we have over here i, I kind of wanted to ask james like how yeah. covid it has been for you especially being in sacramento because you know we've had other guests on and but for example josh he lives in atlanta so it's a little bit different him being in atlanta i know you're still in california but who knows maybe being sac and being in this whole covid situation is totally different than let's say la for example where i live all right so sac uh, sac is a state town. Mm-hmm. I'm a state worker. I'm gonna just put it out there. Mm-hmm. I fucking love this shit. <laughs> I, am not, I am not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. You know, it might sound bad to some folks, but hey, we get to stay home, yeah. get paid, and we're still putting out the same production. Nice. Hey, sign me up. So like, um, yeah, everyone at my job specifically, like mm. since we've been teleworking. Mm-hmm. They've been killing it, dude. Like, everyone's really? working real hard. They've wow. been trying to, like, really push stuff out. Once we got implemented to, like, um, working from home and having all the tools we needed from work, it was on, bro. Like, everyone was like, let's let's show management that we can do this. That's felt, that feels like the mentality. So, like, wow. and, and management is, like, they're kind of, um, they're shifting their mindset, too. They're actually thinking, you know what? When we do come back, it might mm-hmm. be worth it to to do some teleworking. So, hey, man. I love it, dude. But it is the cabin fever with the kids. You know, I know you don't have any kids yet, Jack. Yeah. You know, look at you. <laughs> I know. I was, I was actually thinking that, dude. No, I reality see, honestly, it's a blessing. So, like, yeah, mm-hmm. being home with the kids is, is pretty cool, man. Uh, I know they, they demand a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, hey, man, that's, it's, it's something that you I would never have like realistically thought could happen in a million years oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) for everyone to just stay home i I feel it's interesting because i talk to jc a lot offline uh and i'm not trying to out you jc but like i don't know if your struggle with being a dad in covid has been like james seems way more chill maybe it's just how your personality is right like but you you it was tough for you in the beginning like let's just be real like you know yeah, juggling no, a lot absolutely. no i'll embrace that for real yeah. like i mean that's the reason why we find ourselves up north here you know what i mean because uh, back mm-hmm. back in south city where we're closer to work it's just it's just us yeah. and you know in, in this type of environment 
I won't lie, just being part of more of like a, a, a clan, a tribe, just to be able to kind of redistribute all of mm-hmm. the, you know, the the help that you can get to just raise kids. It's it, it, it helps, man. Well, also the age range of your kids are, are very different. Like, James, your kids are not as young as JC's, obviously. So, like, I'm, I'm sure, like, having older kids helps. I, I don't know if that's that's true or not. Because I'm not a dad, yeah. so, like, having sure. kids that can be a little bit more independent, like, do their own thing. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so, yeah, I got five kids, so... Damn, bro, kids. you're busy. You've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say, man? It's, it's... it's fertile. You're a fertile man. <laughs> but yeah, dude, uh, the older ones definitely help, bro. Like, mm. um, the 13-year-old, a uh, 12-year-old, um, and, uh, yeah, she she helps, she cleans, she cooks. Nice. Um, very independent. It's just the little ones, dude. The little ones, yeah. you have to kind of, you have to like, see how they get their work done. You know, that's mm-hmm. not the easiest mm-hmm. thing. Like they have to, they have to, they have to be responsible for their own work, looking up their own assignments, and then we're here at the house trying to make sure they're doing their assignments. And yeah. it's just new for everybody, even the teachers. Like they don't really know, they don't really know what they're doing right now either. I mean, yeah, I love the teachers and that dude. You know. Like the, but we're all like struggling to figure out how do we get this distance learning thing going, um, and it's you know to hon- honestly it's been a struggle. Yeah, it's funny because you, you mentioned just a, a little a couple of minutes ago when we were talking before recording that you're like it's like my third third grade kid is like a college student now because he has to check in on his own assignments. He has to make sure like he's on top of his own stuff that's assigned like through online course, like basically online courses now. And I'm like, damn, that's crazy for a kid to have to do that on their own for the most part. Man, yeah, that's wild. Eight year old boy do to do that for his school. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing shit. I'll tell you that much. When I was eight, I'd be like, dude, I'd be on my phone playing games. <laughs> that's, see, that's exactly I'd be telling my parents, yeah, I finished my assignments. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly what he tells me, man. And then you get the call from the teacher <laughs> or email from the teacher. <laughs> Now you're thinking like an eight-year-old, see? Yeah. Now you know the struggle is real. The problem is I'm still like an eight-year-old, so. <laughs> but that's cool that at least for your work, like you guys have been like handling your shit. Like you got, if any, and if anything, it's like an audition to for the telecommuting, like that kind of work style. So in the future, maybe that that'll be more of an option for a lot of companies, not just like you know working for the state and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that's I think that's the biggest thing for me is like. To have that done for a, a government agency, mm. like the state yeah, of California, yeah. dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, you see it all the time, like yeah. at Google and, and and Yahoo, like those, you know, those those companies back in, in the like, city, I mean, yeah. they're used to teleworking, you know, yeah. they know what's up. They know about incorporating all the latest technology. Yeah. The state is like 10 years behind everybody. Mm-hmm. Like we were still doing, we were still pushing paper like it was no business man it's like now we're kind of straight straight away from that we're actually using like tell uh, video conferencing mm-hmm. you know I, I do I say 50% of my work on my phone or I can mm-hmm. which is great I mean we got to be more efficient right? yeah. well I feel like if anything that goes to show when you put let's say the state or or like an organization or a company that doesn't want to adopt new technology in a situation that they have to that you just do it you know like you have to survive right like you figure out a way versus if you it's that mentality is like oh if we don't have to do it we won't do it like tech companies are different they're always trying to be innovative innovative and continue to do that yeah. but now that you got put in a situation you're like damn we actually are just as productive 
if anything, might be more productive because I don't know, like things are just becoming more efficient now. They're embracing different different ways, right? Exactly, and that's the that's the blessing yeah. in disguise of yeah. this yeah. whole COVID thing. For yeah. at least my job, and I think a lot of like other government, you know, employees feel the same way. It's like it jump started this. Yeah. You needed um, that shock in the system exactly. to essentially to be able to kind of open yeah. up their eyes into this sort of new world or the, exactly. the current world in many ways. But, yeah, I'll tell you this, man. I, I feel like James is working hella hard. Like some, there'd be times <laughs> like I'd be I'd be clocked out already. Full voice still on his computer. Like I'm just like, bro, man. Like it's freaking yeah, man. Like you, regularly you'd be like cooking dinner at this point in time man but this guy's still putting hours so you know it, it, in in many ways yeah it makes a lot of things easy uh, easier to do but at the same time you know it, it makes certain deliverables that you need to do immediately be be accountable for for you make you accountable for that immediately so but it's good man it's just well i feel like a big change is that now that a lot of it is like you're doing you're doing your work not in the office like you have the like you you string it out more like you you tend to work more because you can access your work all the time like versus when you go to office you're clocked out at whatever five whatever time you clock out five six you know p.m you're like i'm good i'm going home i'm not going to think about this shit at all now you're like well you know i'll do work for two three hours here two three hours there maybe i'll do some work at night you know you just spread it out a little bit more exactly dude and first of all to 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 jc's other comment he just happens to find me working like the I was just cooking dinner. I was just making some hot pockets like ago, man. Hey, what, what did you say? What did you say you were watching earlier? Uh, some. He was watching uh, the Ocho. No, he was. Oh. What, what were you watching? Oh, the, the, He's the, so starved the, for sports. The that whole league, man. Yeah, I was watching that shit for an hour. I'm like, why am I fucking watching this shit? <laughs> he said it was on ESPN One, dude. It wasn't even on Whoa. the Ultra. Whoa, damn. Yeah. And then you know, I was like, I actually like, I'm so stopped for sports, man. That like, <laughs> I, I was actually like getting into like the the uh, st- strategy and the technique. And, like, <laughs> they're talking about the placements of the sack. Like, you know, now you have to play defense. Like, oh shit, play defense. <laughs> It was it was kind of a it was kind of a trippy moment for me. I was, that's when I was like, man, I miss basketball, football. <laughs> Those are my main two. But yeah, um, I don't know, man. See, after seeing some Sacramento Kings games, I feel like Cornwall <laughs> might be a little bit more entertaining than some of the Kings games this year, bro. Hey, actually, that's that's the perfect transition. Let, let's start talking about the Kings, bro. All right, I, I want to get your insight how you feel about the Kings and their season so far. Well, we'll talk about the COVID and the NBA in a bit, but the Kings I, I, in itself. I want some credentials first, though, because okay. uh, James is as legit as it comes to be being a Kings fan. We've had Al before, who is mm-hmm. pretty diehard, but like, how long you've been watching the Kings? Who's like the first Kings player you remember seeing that 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 you watched? All right, so all right, I'd say my fanhood started when I was about 12, 11, 12 years old, mm-hmm. and during the Mitch Richmond days. Ooh, so that's Ooh. how far those are good days. Mitch Richmond. <laughs> Uh, Dwayne Coswell, Golden Qualities, Tyson, you know, like that that day that they, they were playing at the old Arco. Mm. Um, they called it the Barn back in the day. I remember my first game, dude. It was actually with um, my cousin's dad, and uh, we watched 
uh, we went to go watch the Portland Trailblazers, and their main star was uh, Arbita Sabonis. Sabonis? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah. So, but these uh, my very first game, it's like the nosebleed of all nosebleed seats. Like you were at the very, 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 very top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, man. But dude, shit. First game, I was like, dude, this is pretty cool. And then I started like, you know, from there on, started watching it at home. Uh, watching the Kings, I remember like even Randy Brown was on the team for a while. I don't know if y'all remember mm-hmm. that. I remember it. It's pre Bulls, uh, Randy. Yeah, Brown. it was. Uh, I want to say it was pre Bulls, Randy Brown. Wow, nice. Yeah, so he was on the team for a while. Wow. I remember watching him in our room. So that was so watching him in our last dance was kind of trippy. But yeah, that's how far my fandom goes. Went through, went through the whole you know the the glory days with Webb, of course. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, those those were my glory days too. Don't worry. <laughs> I know. That's kind of like all. That's kind of like all Kings fans have, have to like go on, dude. Just, just the glory days with, with Webb and and Vladi. That was such a dope team, though. I'll be honest. Even as a Lakers fan, like that. That's that team was so dope. They they should have beat us. Yeah. And and in many ways, Lakers, they <laughs> they got robbed. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. I know you're in LA. No, all we're Lakers. all good. All good. It's all love. It's always love, bro. <laughs> Yeah, we put the ex- we put the explicit sign. Yeah, over. yeah. <laughs> fuck the Lakers, man. I am, fuck, fuck the Lakers, man. man dude. Watch love to Kobe, yeah. but fuck. Yeah. I love Kobe. Love Kobe. Yeah, gotta... But, uh, but yeah. yeah, that tip still hurts, dude. That Ori mm. tip. Or yeah. The the body tip to Ori. Oh, that shit. Oh man. So he's he's been through mm-hmm. some really really rough days, man. Yeah. So you got to take it easy on, on yeah. him. But you know, it's just that's that's what you got to you got to put yeah. in the time, man. You got to mm-hmm. put in the time to be able yeah. to really enjoy the the inevitable success. I'm knocking on wood here because you know <laughs> I, I am a closet king fan. I spend a lot of time uh, uh, out here. I'll admit it. I'll admit it in this pod, man. You know, I do want to see some success up here, but it's just. I don't know, man. There's just a lot of things that need work, unfortunately, at this point. You can't be making, like, some really, really, really bad decisions. I'm not going to bring it up for James, but he knows what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, in regards to that. But, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, you know, it's 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 tough to be able to, to, to see all, um, all those games over the years. It's, it's tough to be a Kings fan, that's for sure. That's for sure. So, right now... The hards that are out there... You know, y'all feel my pain. Hang in there, yeah. right? Oh, hang in there. We've been saying hang in there for like years, but just hang in there. Fuck, right, man. Yeah, the, I mean, we thought we had some hope there when we, when, uh, you know, we, we got through the Maloof days, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vivek came in, they didn't move out. That shit was kind of crazy. That was a wild roller coaster, too. That whole relocation saga, but we, yeah, we can talk about that. No, tell us about that, man. Tell us about that. Actually, I remember the time when they were considering relocation. I think was Vegas. Wait, what, was Vegas one of the sites that they wanted to go to? I forgot. No, but it was um, Seattle. Seattle. Oh, Seattle. Okay. Was it Seattle? Dude, they wanted to go Seattle. They wanted to go Anaheim. They oh. they wanted to go Anaheim. anywhere. They wanted to go anywhere but Sac. Oh, dude, I remember that. I remember when they were talking about Anaheim. I was like, LA does not need another team. Like, yeah. it's. It's crazy to think that they would the market that they think it's big enough to have so another team. So what was team. the vibe? What was the vibe here in Sacramento when Dude, that was people happening? were hella pissed, right? <laughs> they were pissed, but like, uh, I don't know, like they weren't that good at the time. You know, I think mm-hmm. they had like they had a couple playoff runs. I think they had like, uh, like they had a few, but like 
like they had Bonzi Wells on the team, mm. and then mm. Ron Artest, and Kev, uh, Kevin, Kevin Martin, Martin was like the star. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. So yeah. like they, they would make it maybe to like the first round and get knocked out. Mm-hmm. I mean, but they yeah, were competitive. They were competitive, competitive but then yeah, but basically, I mean, I mean, I know there's documentaries on this, but yeah, the Maloos just wanted to. They wanted to like strip the team down. They didn't want to put any money in. Wanted mm-hmm. to change locations, go mm-hmm. to Vegas, and um, the the vibe around here was um, there was a lot of animosity for show, but mm-hmm. I don't think the I don't think the fanhood was there at the time. So like they could mm-hmm. do it. Like they were they were really trying hard to, and there wasn't a lot of opposition. And then you had that like grassroots movement that kind of happened, yeah. where like all the Cause this is the only sports team we have in town, so like, yeah, the the fans that are here are very diehard mm-hmm. fans. Like they the they literally bleed purple. <laughs> That's how it is out here, mm-hmm. um, or up here. So uh, when they were trying to leave, um, yeah, that grassroots thing came up, and it it's it started off like real small. Like they had like uh, I think uh, like a radio host was like. I think it was Carmichael David that kind of like, like helped jump it off. Like he did like a hashtag, like keep keep him in. I forgot save some save sort of the viral team. thing. Or yeah, and then they started putting up post poster boards, and mm-hmm. it got like uh, it got the attention of like media, and like mm-hmm. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you start hearing these like names. Like they remember they they threw out um, what's his name? Um, the uh, is it the Oracle guy, Larry Ellison? Is I don't know. Ellison. Yeah. Well, first oh yeah, was, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because he's always been trying to buy. Like, yeah. He was trying to get into the NBA. So, like, there's yeah. only a few spots where you can yeah. get that. Yeah. Right? No, it was Burkle. Oh, Burkle. Yeah. Oh, Burkle okay. was the main whale that they were trying to sell. Like, oh, shit, you got Burkle? That's when, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's when um, uh, Commissioner Stern at the time was like, oh, shit, maybe they are serious about getting yeah, them here. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. so, that was that was kind of trippy. Like, like, I remember at the lowest point, like, there was, like, no hope. Like, really moving they're already out the door yeah you know the team was out the door there was nothing we could do and then they had the whole like movement went about and then they found uh they found some investors they found uh uh, you know obviously get back eventually um what's that dude the 24-hour fitness dude Mm. Um, magic (laughs) 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 yeah like yeah they just had a bunch of investors come through and just kind of pull them together pull up a team put in the offer Yep, worked out the deal for a new arena, and then once we uh, once they said that approved, that was that was some crazy times. I remember going like to like the parade or like to the um, they had like a little gathering at a, a local park in downtown, yeah, 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 and there was hell of people. Wow, yeah, it was so lit, dude. Yeah, and then Vivek went up there and made an announcement like we're here to stay. Yeah, there was yeah. roaring. You start seeing like the the arena go up, and it was like brand new hope in life. Dang, yeah, it was great. And then, and then, Luca came up. It's funny because we we brought our other buddy Al on, right? And Al yeah. Al actually. I don't know. He he he. I was a troll, man. James yeah. is listening to the the episode right before this. Just I was trying to give him a feel, and Al was just straight up just guns a blazing trying to take shots at me already. But look, what was Al saying? Like Al Al was no. in favor of the the pick or something. Al I feel like Al defends the Kings. Yeah. I don't know. He just defends his territory. Like he he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't go hard at like 
I don't know, at, at, at these blunders, pretty much. Yeah, he's going to be listening to this, Jackson. <laughs> no, I mean... Choose wisely. No, it's true, though. It's true. The, no, no, the pick no, 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 the no. pick right now, I mean, look, I, I don't want to I don't want to bag on Bagley too much because it's it's early, right? Big guys develop a little slowly, slower. Yeah. Um, so Bagley could still have a great career, but when you're comparing him to Luka right now, it's it's it, there's no comparison. I mean, honestly, the, the dude is I mean, putting up triple doubles like every night. It's I mean... It's, yeah, I mean, there was a bunch of factors that came into that decision, right? There's, like, the whole Fox situation being the primary ball handler. And yeah. then there's also, like, politics. I, I, and I don't know, like, I want to hear what James's take is on the whole, you know, the whole situation on that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really buy the whole too many ball handlers on one team mm-hmm. narrative. Best player available, bro. Best player, yeah. I think, I don't know. Um I think Vladi just out, you know, he just thought it too, too deeply. Like yeah. he outsmarted himself. Yeah. Like when he could have, like the obvious pick was there. Everyone mm-hmm. obviously, everyone in Sacramento wanted Luca. You know, and, and again, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna just say that um, I still have hope for Bagley. I'm like with mm-hmm. the Al, Al, boy Al. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I kind of had that same mentality that I'm a backup. I'm gonna back up whatever they do, regardless. Yeah. Just cause mm-hmm. I'm that kind of fan. Like I'm gonna yeah. look at, yeah. I'm gonna look at the glass half full almost mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. until it's not full. And, unless it's <laughs> well, until until you watch, <laughs> until you watch Luca play. Once you watch Luca play, you're like, God damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see his fucking stats. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Another triple double before you. <laughs> I mean, Bagley is a good prospect. I mean, yeah. it, he, he got hurt, obviously, and that's yeah. always not a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like he, he could be a good player, but it's just you got to go best player available. And there is a luck component that comes into mm-hmm. it. But I don't know. luck. That was not a luck decision. That was like just straight up just like a, a boneheaded play. Yeah. And I know that feeling, dude. Like the Warriors <laughs> skipped on all of these freaking players, man. We drafted Todd Fuller over Kobe. I mean, <laughs> you know I mean? the number one pick we picked Joe Smith. I don't even know who else was that. Oh, that you know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't even need Al to tell me about all of these like freaking blunders. I know, bro. You know what I mean? Like, we we made so many mistakes, and it's just like, hopefully, there is light at the end of the tunnel. There's always going to be that player. I do feel like, you know, management is always going to be a key sort of cog into this whole mm-hmm. thing. Like Vivek. I, I don't know. James and I are, are, are big Niner fans, right? And I was telling mm. him, like, this whole King situation kind of reminds me of the whole Niner situation mm. with Jed, Jed York kind of trying to put his fingers too much, his fingerprints too much with the, mm-hmm. the, the football decisions with the Niners. Mm-hmm. You just got to gotta find the right basketball guys to yeah. get into the conversation. And then you can just kind of let them do their thing, basically. Yeah. You got to have a right team. And, you know. I don't know. It's just uh, it's just kind of tough. Well, then I want to ask James this. Um, as far as the new owner goes, does is he the kind of owner that butts into a lot of decisions, at least perception-wise? Because like a lot of well-run organizations, the owner hires obviously a good basketball team to run the operations, and he lets them do their work. Whereas like sometimes these bad owners, they're obviously successful in their own worlds, right? They're like billionaires, and they're just like, dude, I can run this shit. You know, a lot of times they have that ego to them that they're like, all right, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna be a shot caller basically. But they obviously don't understand the game as these professionals do that have been following the game or like in the game for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I think Vivek is uh, definitely. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna 
dip my hands into this <laughs> as as much as I can. Like, if, you know, like lately he doesn't want to show it. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure he still has a big say. At the beginning, though, when he first took over the team, it was very obvious and blatant that he was making a lot of decisions. I mean, come on, you did you see that one when they they drafted uh, uh, Stauskas? No, I don't even remember. When that. Oh, okay, there's some there's some video of him in the war room, and like they're thinking about like who should we pick up, Stauskas or I forgot who the other guy was. Uh, Doesn't even it matter. I would have been like Alfred Payton or so. Yeah, uh, and then yeah. it was like, which isn't the greatest pickup anyway, but yeah, yeah, and then he's like. Stauskas. Stauskas. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like afterward, he's like, <laughs> they were calling him on the phone, and he's like, everybody say Nick Rocks. <laughs> oh my god, that, damn, that's so cheesy. <laughs> you get a chance, man, you gotta watch that, dude. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll YouTube it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so like it's yeah, like JC was saying, dude, it starts with management. Maybe the owner. I mean, maybe not so much the owner, but um, mm-hmm. all the way down to Vladi, Vladi's team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest, man, I'm not I. I love Lottie, dude, but I don't know if he's that good of a GM. And how much, how much slack do you give a GM, dude? Mm-hmm. You know, like his um, his free agency pickups are are pretty good, but when it comes to drafting, not too good. I mean, I mean, this and, is, and I'm not even talking about Luca. Mm-hmm. Like it started way before Luca. Yeah. I mean, you're talking yeah. about like you're talking about like uh, like I said, Stauskas and. Jimmer, oh, Jimmer, oh, that hurt too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Stein, you know. Like, oh yeah. Then, I was, I was the believer of Collie Stein for a while, but yeah, that, yeah, that had the wall real quick. Yeah, Papa G, Papa Giannis, bro. Oh. Like, what the? Uh, no, I know, I'm no one's radar, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's true. It's just like yeah. you're, you're trying to shock the world. You're trying to impress people yeah. too much about making all these like, like these diamond finds and sometimes you know it's just right in front of you you just got to make that decision yeah sometimes you just got to go with your gut and i don't know and those like a lot of those draft classes were mm-hmm. like very weak anyway yeah yeah so like i don't really blame them but <sighs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's man. tough it's tough i'm gonna just say it that way i'll tell you this james has been like like i've seen him through the years and like he's he's like at the start of the season he's always like upbeat and he's always like optimistic like no for real like that's like that's how legit he is and it's just like over the season as the season progresses you could just kind of see how much how much it's taken off from him just because he sees it like and it's it's mm-hmm. tough to see that and you know what i mean that's why whenever it happens it's just it's just gonna be as sweet as it comes like i asked him before all of this mm-hmm. it's just like dude uh, amid all of this COVID stuff, if the Kings were somehow uh, made it to the playoffs and they had a um, like a, um, uh, a parade, would you hit up the Kings parade if, if there was still COVID? I don't know what you remember. COVID or not, man. Be... He's gonna be in a, a hazmat. Suit. <laughs> yeah. He's a purple just... one. <laughs> <laughs> That's 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 how much he bleeds purple, man. He's so legit. I would, I, yeah. If there was a parade in sack, I would not miss. The, I would never miss that too. <laughs> that would be like a once in a lifetime event for us, <laughs> sack town folks. <laughs> yeah, dude. This is how I look at it. Like, as far as the sack management goes, you have Vladi who comes in, and look, you any new. GM that comes in, he has to fix the mistakes of the old one, right? That takes time. That takes, let's say, at least two years, a year or two years. Like, you have some bad contracts on your book. You have disgruntled players like DeMarcus Cousins. 
he, he he traded him and stuff like you have to start fresh right and that takes mm-hmm. starting fresh it takes you got you got to put in three four years dude three four years to build up a winning team so if you give a gm and this is hard nowadays because you the proof is in the pudding people want the fans want the wins fast right but it takes at least five years to build a winning team i mean jc knows this the warriors weren't built overnight it took them a couple of years to draft the players get off off of bad contracts build a winning culture in terms of hiring the right coach and stuff like that it takes time dude it just takes time and you have to draft well that's just it that that, that really it comes down to that if you have losing seasons you got to draft well because that's the whole point of having a losing season it's like all right i get a chance at a, a better prospect and that's that's the brutal part of it right like when you're like dude who are we drafting even if it's weak the weak class is like damn that guy's not helping us. Yeah, but you guys have some yeah. good, good picks. Like, yeah. Fox is great, man. He's 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 like John Wall 2.0. Yeah, don't get me wrong, man. That yeah, like uh, I'm with you 100%, Jack. Um, it does take time, and I think a lot of the a lot of us uh, real basketball heads know that. And we gave them time. We're giving yeah. them time. We're and I'm actually uh, happy with the way the team is constructed, even though they're not playing. Like. At the beginning of the season, I was like, "Okay, this is this is a team that could be dangerous right here." Yeah. Uh, yeah. The record didn't really show it, you know, for other reasons. But like, they they had the pieces there. I mean, yeah, like mm-hmm. you said, Fox, yeah. uh, Buddy, Holmes. Yeah. Holmes is actually Holmes is a legit yeah. pickup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like um, him. You know what I mean? You know, Bagley. You don't. You know, you do, I'm not even mad at Bagley yet, dude. I'm not. You know, we're, we're kind of giving. He's always gonna have an unfair comparison because of because of how Luca how well Luca's doing. Yeah. Um, and you know it's easy to it's easy to like you know compare the two and, and point at that yeah. like mm-hmm. fault in terms of like drafting. But I think Bagley can legit be a, a decent player. Mm-hmm. Maybe not superstar, but mm-hmm. he has a, does have a chance to be an all star. So yeah. yeah, they have they have a legit squad. Um, yeah. It's Wait, I'll tell you the problem, all right? I'll tell you the problem. So last year, you guys finished the season well, okay? So going into this year, there was a lot of hope, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're like, okay, we're bringing back a lot of core pieces, and also we're going to add a bunch of talent, which you guys did. You guys, like, signed some some good role players. The problem is you guys changed coaches. That's true. And, yeah. and the issue is, I, I know this because Luke Walton was our coach for a couple of years, and he coached a young team. Like a really young team, and his results weren't great. So how can you expect to hire a coach that showed you, if he coaches a young team, that the results aren't amazing? They're, you're not going to make the playoffs. Like he didn't make the playoffs, and we had top talent, like in terms of draft picks. Like we at the Lakers, they draft like Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, all number two picks. Randall with number seven pick. We had talent, right? But the coach couldn't bring them to that level. You know what I mean? Like that's just kind of how it is. Like yo, is it Dave Yoger? Yoger? Jaeger, Dave Jaeger, he he did an okay job. Like if you gave him continuity, like bring back the same players, the same system, like they probably would have done better this year. Just because, hey, dude, to succeed you need continuity. Like you you need the same system. You need to play that system over and over. Especially with young players, bro. Like young players, they can't pick up these things as quick because they're not as experienced. You know. So that's why I feel like kind of went wrong. I know I know Vladi and and Dave kind of butted heads though. Like management and the coach because i think he wanted him to play certain players more or whatever but mm-hmm. at least that's what i read so i don't i don't know how much truth there is to that but that's how i saw the situation this year i was like i don't think luke is gonna like succeed like that 
that much in the first year. Yeah, yeah. That I understand too. So like that's that's been the biggest problem, you're right, with the Kings is that they've had so much turnover, not over not mm-hmm. only just you know, coaching, but like uh, you know, management and some players. It's like there's like there's no consistency, you're right. There's um you know, these at this level, you know, these these uh, these systems and plays are very different and intricate, you know, and yeah. De- determining uh depending on the coach's style um so yeah so like for me i'm like they 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 definitely you know you hear rumors about them wanting to like even like get rid of luke i'm like nah that's too soon like dude that's yeah for a couple years keep this core together like at least for a couple years Mm -hmm. and then see what they do like give them a chance they're right yeah give them a chance to blossom because the talent is there the piece on paper you know they should be able to blend and they do yeah. get along really well like we got mm. you know when we got rid of uh cousins you know um the whole culture changed mm-hmm. and i and i like cousins as a player yeah but he wasn't gonna bring he wasn't gonna bring that winning yeah mentality yeah. i think i tell you i think if cousins yeah if cousins is your main star like the guy the leader then it, it's he's not the guy that's gonna like be able to instill let's say like calm and serenity in those moments yeah. where you need it right like yeah. those championship moments that you'll need yeah and boy did we dodge a bullet there <laughs> oh yeah dude we, 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 i feel so bad for the guy though uh, i do i do i feel uh, really bad but we he almost got what was it it was like ooh, it, it was, was like some crazy facts it was 150 million yeah. it was something crazy Mm-hmm. But you, you never know though. If he stayed here, would he have played would he, those minutes? Yeah, like, would he, would he, he have actually got? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, so it's like, true. but but I do agree like, that he's not a he's not a core piece to build an organization around. And this is seeing him for a year with the Warriors. Like he's yeah. better as a complimentary player. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get a ring for him just because I I do think he's misunderstood. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do feel like you know he 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 just has a bad rap. Like if you mm-hmm. surround him with with you know good players. He can actually be a good piece, but yeah. I mean that's just that's just the way the cookie crumbles with with Boogie. And I don't yeah. know. He may have a chance with the uh, with your squad. I thought they got rid of him. Did they but... sign him to the to yeah. LA? What's up? With yeah. Him? Well, I mean, they signed him, but he, you know, he hurt himself again, and that was kind of a catastrophic injury again. I think he tore his ACL. Uh, at this point, I, I just don't think we're gonna get Boogie in any capacity that we're used to seeing him. Like, even when he was on the Warriors. That at a limited capacity, we're not going to be able to see that boogie. I don't think anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I mean, man. If they continue the season, he might get the ring that he he he's still with the org. So yeah, I don't I don't know if it, actually that's a good question. I don't know if he would he would get the ring because he's not that on the active roster. You know what yeah, I mean? But, yeah, but yeah, I, I think if you're as long like dude, when the Warriors won mm-hmm. uh, a couple years back, like I think Jose Calderon still got a ring, and he he only was with us for like like. Like uh, literally, like a day or something. Like oh that. wow! I, I, I shit you not, man. I think that the org was trying to do 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 everybody right. That they were just like, hey, even if you pass yeah, through, like if Melo got traded ring. to us, yeah. oh then, shit, you'd be a champ. <laughs> like, let me just do you guys this favor. I'm just saying, man. If he's in the org, he might get it. Actually, that's a good segue, man. There's been a lot of buzz with mm-hmm. uh, the season potentially coming back. Um, personally i don't give a fuck i think i should just you know call, call it call it quits and just restart 
but it seems like there's yeah. great gaming traction for for uh, for it to return. I know Jack has a lot of stake. Uh, the Kings mm-hmm. actually are still mathematically, you know, in the race. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious about what you guys think. Well, let me let me break it down real quick. So, if the NBA returns, they're discussing a lot of scenarios. So, they're gonna first play at like remote loco- locations. Right now, Walt Orlando the Worldwide of Sports is is a location that they're discussing. But, and also another thing is, are they gonna bring all thirty teams back? It doesn't seem like it will because exposure will be higher, and also, um, it, it's like it's it's also cost a lot of money <laughs> to host thirty teams in one location. Uh, and then you have the playoff teams like the Kings that are on the bubble. Will they do a play-in tournament versus just, let's say, finish the regular season and see how it, how it is? Because they're not going to be able to fulfill the 82-game season. That's just going to be facts, right? Um, the reason why they're even discussing playing regular season games is probably financial because they, they have local TV contracts that probably at minimum are 70 games. So we're looking at probably playing like, what, 10 regular season games, if not a play-in tournament. So what do you think about that, James? Do you want... First of all, I know you want the season to come back. Do you want to play in tournament? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be mad if they came back. I just, um, you know, from a, from a fan standpoint, but like, like thinking more into it, like, hmm. do you really want, I mean, there's going to be an asterisk to whoever mm-hmm. wins this yeah. season. Yeah. It'll be like the lockout. Yeah. The lockout mm-hmm. back in 98? 99. 99. Mm-hmm. I mean, who, who won that year? I think it's the King. It was the no, Knicks. The Knicks. The, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, man, Mitch Richmond was... Mitch Richmond was... Uh, he was balling that year, man. Uh, I think it was the Knicks and the, the Spurs. Uh, the Spurs three. won, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Spurs think, won. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. but... I mean, I don't think the players would really want to play uh pick up the season there's just too much lost like there's too much so mm-hmm. much that could have been that could have happened in those last whatever like mm-hmm. 30 games like mm-hmm. who knows and you you know momentum is a big thing you know in the mm-hmm. sport so you carry mm-hmm. that into the playoffs man who knows who knows yeah who, how far you well you're also going to be talking out. about play in the playoffs there's going to be no crowd and no crowd exactly no. so I don't know. Uh, but it's something we'll probably have to get used to, to be honest. If there's no vaccine yeah, yeah. in a year, we're going to yeah. be at least like next season's going to be no crowds yeah. too. So it's, you know, like yeah. uh, it's a new reality, right? It's the new normal. It is. It is. And unfortunately, um, things like sporting events, and, you know, concerts, all these large, yeah. these mass gatherings aren't, we're not going to see anything until the vaccine comes out. That's just, yeah. that's just how it is. Man. But, but think about it. Like if the Kings somehow... You know they're younger, right? And then they face like one of the older teams, or you know, you know, mm-hmm. knock on wood, some some star player gets COVID and needs to be quarantined during that playoff period, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, what if the Kings all of a sudden have an opportunity to get like an eight seed and match up with you know a number two or a seven seed and match up with the number two seed and actually make a run? That'd be kind of dope. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if Bagley's healthy, Fox is ready to go. Like, like there there would be an asterisk on the whatever on the run, but at the same time, just to be able to kind of see that that's it, I would be kind of interesting. Yeah. It's not gonna happen with the Warriors. You know, that's why I'm like completely resigned to it. But I don't know. Jack has a lot of stake. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there was so much traction with the Lakers. I know, and you mm-hmm. only have. Like some, you know, you only have LeBron for so long. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. At his, you know, he's probably at the tail end of his. Yeah, he definitely real. is. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, he's still like he he's still putting up really like high level 
you know, he's still balling at a high level, but that his window's closing. So yeah. yeah, I mean, so let me let me let me put this out. And mm-hmm. I did think about this before, like randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you what do you guys think if they had like a like a NCAA style tournament? Like one and done. One and done. <laughs> All money goes to charity for like mm-hmm. COVID nineteen. Mm. Would you want to see that? I, I don't know. I, I think I think if you're a basketball purist, I mean, like just as a as a fan, yeah, that'd be dope. Like it, it'd be it it would get so many eyes on it just because, like March Madness, we don't have March Madness this season, obviously, or this this year because of COVID. Like not having that kind of left a hole in a lot of people's hearts. Like if you could recreate that for the NBA at the highest level, these guys are the best players in the world. Yeah. The intensity of that one game, it's freaking out of this world, bro. Like, like out of this All-Star world. Game. We saw a glimpse of that. That's why we saw a glimpse of that yeah. at the All Star game, dude. That was yeah. like the best. Yeah. That was the best like fourth quarter that I've ever seen, dude. That was so <laughs> intense, bro. Yeah, and you can yeah. see stars rise. Like you yeah. know, these young players have a chance. Like because in these seven game series, honestly, the best team usually wins, right? Unless you get injuries, right? But like. Yeah. Usually the best team wins, but for one game scenario, the Kings could be champs, bro. <laughs> Never know, it, man. it opens up possibilities, seriously, yeah. just because I mean, in the NBA, it's a crapshoot. Any given, like in football, right? Any given Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Any given night, yeah. you can't get knocked off. Like if Damian Lillard just goes, you know, like solar, like mm-hmm. one night, like he could totally just kind of, you know, carry the Blazers all the way, right? You know, De'Aaron Fox, if all of a sudden he just goes crazy. You know, for me, like it just I would like to see it like obviously I'd want the Warriors to kind of continue their run. But I just don't know if we're healthy enough. Like Clay Mm -hmm. is coming off like a huge injury. Plus, we recently had Andrew Wiggins. They haven't played together. I personally don't feel like the Warriors would be really sort of Mm -hmm. ready to go Mm -hmm. uh, without a full training camp. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like having all their players. Uh, but from a basketball purist perspective and just taking myself out of the, the warrior sort of glasses, I think it would be actually pretty dope to see. I just hope no one gets hurt, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the biggest thing. What do you think, Jack? Well, I, I mean, as a basketball purist, it's not something I would want to... I mean, like, it's a cool thought or notion, but for me, it's like I want to see the best team win at the end of the day. And it's not speaking from a Lakers fan. It's just like... There's a reason why there's a seven-game series where you have time to prepare, coach a team, make adjustments. There's a, there's an artistry in that in itself, right? Like you see how it shifts. Like just finishing the last dance, right? Seeing how Phil Jackson coached those seven-game series, like against the Pacers and the adjustments MJ had to make against, let's say, the Detroit Pistons when he was in '91, '92, and all those seasons. Like there's a beauty in that versus just one game. You know, like it wouldn't be as epic, honestly. Seeing MJ battled the the Pistons over and over and finally overcoming that mountain. If it's just one game, it's kind of like, oh, you might have just gone lucky, right? Luck, when you take luck out of the factor, that's when you're like, okay, this guy's a legend because he didn't need, like, he fought through, like, this team to gain the respect, right? Like, if it's one game, it's kind of like, oh, it could be a fluke. You don't, you want to erase that when you're talking about, like, basketball legendary status. You want to erase the flukeness of a possible win. Right, <laughs> devil's advocate though, man. This season is already fucked, man. Yeah. Like COVID is already a mm-hmm. one-time thing. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you can salvage this 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 whole fucked up blue bar situation. Right? Yeah, you yeah. Really I was... think about it. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, it won't tarnish anything in the sense that you know there's already going to be an asterisk. It's just you know that's what happened that year. Twenty twenty was a fucked up year, and this is the way that they were trying to make it interesting. Right. But well, the... I know what you mean. 
like the it's thing, not gonna take any legend. If anything, it's just gonna add like a little spice. Well, I guess the thing is this, right? The the reason why I feel like they should try to play out this season is because let's next season's gonna start later, right? But next season they're gonna if this continues like the virus, they're gonna have to do a similar thing. So this, if anything, can be a test of how the playoffs will be next year. You know, like it's adjustment for us to understand what's gonna like, and for them, it's like a test case, right? To be like, all right, if if the vaccine doesn't come anytime soon, then we gotta gear up that next year's playoffs is gonna be like this anyways. You know, like there, it's not like you're gonna play a, a March Madness style and then do that next year. There's no way. It's like, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I thought, I was just throwing out that. Yeah, yeah. March Madness I mean, they're never gonna do it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> they're never gonna do it. No, no, no. That's just for that's just that's just uh, yeah. Podcast. It's it's a great <laughs> idea though. It's a great idea if it's, yeah. it could be a one off. It'll be a one and done thing. Like they would. Uh, obviously have to go back to the the normal structure with the the playoffs the game series you know all that yeah well i like where you're coming from james because even this past all-star game if when you implement changes sometimes great things can come from it like we're so used to an old style or old model like that's what we're used to but doesn't mean a new model wouldn't be better because i mean this whole year a lot of the talk was also nba starting to lose like viewers you know viewership so that's why they want to shake things up. Like even throughout this season, they were talking about like a play-in tournament, changing it next year, right? Um, not this season, but next season into doing different things to like boost TV revenue or TV TV viewership. So, look, I mean, I I, I don't I like the I, I like the the idea that put things on the table, right? <laughs> yeah. So here's my here's my here's my take on that. Um, I think it has to start with the players. If they if the league's gonna change up, mm. you don't necessarily need to tweak the rules or the format or the system. Mm-hmm. Their mentalities have to change, you know. Like we've seen a lot of the uh, the buddy buddy, you know, mm. league. You know, LeBron hooking up with teammates, and mm-hmm. you know, no offense, KD going to going to uh, Golden State. He wanted you know. to play. He wanted to play more. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, man, I watched this podcast uh, with, uh, with Matt Barnes. Just kidding, yeah, just yeah, kidding. Dude, dude, after I watched that, I was like, yeah, man, I, I, I would have done the same shit. <laughs> 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 yeah, fuck that. Yeah, they're cool, man. I mean, I never hit, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm play with these guys. Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, but like, um, and I hope that like, you know, these last couple months, you know, the COVID, mm. even before that, Kobe passed, you know, passing away mm. the way he did. Everyone kind of like, like seeing like exactly, you know, people who didn't really understand him because you know I wasn't in LA like mm-hmm. like you or other fans in LA or people that mm-hmm. follow the Lakers that closely. I just knew that he killed us every time in the playoffs. <laughs> but his mentality, man, is something that set him apart, right? And his work mm-hmm. ethic, similar to Jordan. You know, we mm-hmm. just watched Last Dance, mm-hmm. and um, these guys did not. They just wanted to compete at the highest level and win no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. I hope that comes back. That's what created the rivalries, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All those series that we saw in the Last Dance, I mean, they wouldn't have happened if they weren't that competitive. Yeah. That's why yeah. MJ's the goat, dude. Yeah. Like he, yeah. he didn't want he. You know, loyalty goes a long way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, if you're loyal to a team and you're that fucking tight, boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have a different type of league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we need. I, I almost feel like we're. I'm hopeful, man. I feel like we're gonna have that again. Like want that intensity. We're gonna have that mentality. Like people are gonna want to like play the best they can, go out and have that killer mentality, 
and like do it on their own with their team yeah. mm-hmm. instead of like jumping around and chasing that's my hope anyway so like mm-hmm. i don't know we'll see if that actually happens um there's some guys already that are like that um westbrook dame. westbrook yeah uh, dame would, yeah dame i would mm-hmm. i even put uh what's his name in there um LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> does does Fox have that? Uh, you know he's um, he he. I don't know. I think he has a lot of maturing to do. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. have the like he's a good teammate. He's competitive, but he doesn't have that. I'm a I'm a just. I'm gonna put on your throat, throat. Yeah. type of mentality, mm-hmm. which I hope he grows into. Yeah. But mm-hmm. maybe that's just not him. Yeah. yeah. So, it's but he does have those are of, those know. are like rare. You know yeah. what I mean? That's like yeah. once in a generation type of yeah. shit. So it's just you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say and that. and that's the thing that you see kind of early too. Like if you don't see it right away, it's it's not something that it can develop, but it's not it's not as innate as let's say Kobe and Jordan. Like they were that way. Like you, freaking since they were yeah, freaking the kids, dude. Yeah. yeah. So. It's not a bad thing if you don't have it. No, yes, no, it's not. Know, it's, no, it's just you know, no. it's, it's just, special. You know, growing up in the but growing up in the the nineties, watching nineties mm-hmm. basketball, mm-hmm. it's like I want to see those rivalries back. That's mm-hmm. that's what really drives these these playoff series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the um, hatred, the hate, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like Kings, you know, Kings, Lakers. That's that's what Kings, it was, Lakers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, that was uh, that was ultimate hate, right? There. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just one sided, but yeah, yeah. yeah I was, well, you you can kind of blame the Warriors for not having that anymore. The Warriors kind of win in a in a way where they don't, they're not you know, because it's it's led by Steph and and uh, Clay. I mean, Draymond is is kind of a mold in the old school, but if you have Steph and Clay being the face of your franchise, they're not they're not shit talkers. They're not ones that like they're they're obviously competitive and they're 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 giving their all, but they're not the kind of guys that are like you know these guys that we're mentioning like freaking Kobe yeah. Bryant, MJ. They just don't have those personalities, you know. Dre is. Yeah, Dre is, but he also doesn't have the skill that let's say Kobe or uh, Steph yeah, has, right? Yeah. Exactly. So if, if you have the guy, you're if let's say Dre had the skill Steph had, holy crap, he would start so many rivalries. The yeah. sh- amount of shit talk he would do, yeah, like exactly. being that great and like yeah. just torching other teams, hell yeah, yeah. He'd, yeah. he'd be talking mad shit. Yeah. So they're different though. Like they 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 talk on the court. Yeah, you know? yeah, they do. You know, like, yeah. you know, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the Warriors players some praise. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they are. I mean, they're a dynasty. They're the last yeah. dynasty. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't so. don't sleep on them. They're killers. Yeah. Like Steph. No, they are. They yeah. just, they just yeah. look like they yeah. look mm-hmm. like they're they're pretty boys or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Clay, Clay. I mean, Clay did some Kobe shit last mm-hmm. year, right? Homeboy mm-hmm. busted his ACL. He was already halfway through the tunnel, and he he wanted to be able to have a chance to come back to the game, right? Mm-hmm. And so he he walked and shot free throws like a busted ACL, like. You know, people can hate all they want, but like if you're a basketball player, man, you know you're you know you're done. But like you love the game so much that you're still gonna go out there. You gotta give him props for 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 that. You know? I'll tell you what, I I view Steph kind of the way I view MJ. Like you know how MJ closed his eyes and shot a free throw one time. Like Steph yeah. does that kind of shit where he'll shoot a three, he won't even look at it. He'll do a shimmy and he walk back. I'm like, dude, that's some gangster shit right there. That's like as as much shit talk as you can do. Like if I did that shit on the court, I might get punched out, man. <laughs> yeah, they can talk shit like that without even saying a word, dude. They're yeah. Just that. yeah. They're just that swaggy, you know. Like, you know, I'm a, I already know how good I am. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you can't really hate on that, dude. So, 
I don't know. So the Warriors are a little different to me. Like, mm-hmm. I, like they've kept that team together for a while. But we don't know how long they'll yeah. really keep them together. But I feel like Clay will be there for like most of his career. Yeah, yeah all of it. Yeah. I mean, not Clay. Uh, Steph. Mm-hmm. Clay. They're gonna take care of him for you sure. Think Clay, you yeah. think Clay will leave? Let me ask you this. So I did. I did have this question. Mm. Do you think Clay could be the star on his own team? No. Mm-hmm. It's just not his. He's not wired like that. Clay mm-hmm. just poops. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he's. It's like saying Scottie Pippen. Like you yeah. think Scotty could be like a number one, number one. He has the tools to do that, but just mm-hmm. he just that's just not the way that he's wired. Again, there are only few Michael Jordans, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll tell you this: like Steph is not like Jordan or Kobe, even though he has that high level of skill. He's more mm-hmm. on the Tim Duncan mold. Mm-hmm. So don't think I of like the that. Warriors yeah. in terms of the yeah. Bulls, right? Think mm-hmm. of the Warriors more of the Spurs. It's mm-hmm. more of a collective. It's more of a system. Mm-hmm. And people can hate all they want. Like, I heard it all, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it, it is what it is. It's, it's good basketball. It's players that just love the game and they play the mm-hmm. game the right way. And it is what mm-hmm. it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Like, you don't have to have that shit talking mentality where you're like in their face yeah like you could be quiet and reserved like tim duncan carl malone you know yeah. I mean? it's it's still handle business like mm-hmm. tim is you know, shit man it's top five top ten for sure you know what i mean like, yeah. Just, yeah. well i think i i think you're more talking about the the nba being compelling right because yeah you could you could win with like a tim duncan right and he's yeah. He's Mr. He's Mr. He's big the big fundamental. fundamental. But is it exciting as a viewer? Like, are you as excited seeing the Spurs in the finals as, let's say, another like back in the day when you're talking about those rivalries? No, you're not. Because you want yeah. as a casual, not a casual fan, as a fan, right? Like an NBA fan. Like when my team's not in the playoffs or not in the running, I want to see storylines, bro. Like that's what I want to see. I don't want to see some boring shit. Like I want to see people with personality. Like people like entertaining this. That that's why. It's not as fun when the Spurs are in the finals. Look, they're great. They're fucking equally as great as any other dynasty, right? They won every other year, but still, they they put up chips, man. Like, but they weren't fun to watch. I mean, they were beautiful to watch, but personalities and and storylines. Hell no, there was nothing really there. I, I think everyone outside of San Antonio shares a series. <laughs> <laughs> like when the Kings, when the Kings and Lakers were going at it, that was the shit, man. <laughs> It was Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson like yeah. shat on Sacramento for no reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Shaq like, was talking hella shit. Yeah. Yeah. Sacramento Queens, like it was just. It, at the end of the day, it's all love, right? They respect each other, but it's like when you have personalities selling it, you're just like, damn, this is. Yeah. It makes it more entertaining. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah, and that's what I miss, man. That's that's what that's what really made me fall in love with the team, the sport. You know what I mean? So I hope we get back to that. <laughs> hey, you know who kind of has that? Ja, Ja Morant, dude. Ja Morant, ja Morant. Yeah. yeah, that kid's Love that ja kid Morant. has fire, bro. In him, yeah, yeah. Even Embiid, I like watching Embiid. Cause oh yeah. Do, do you have Ja on uh, your fantasy? I had Ja in every league that I had. <laughs> <laughs> you still in a fantasy? Were you in fantasy a lot, Jack? I was, dude. It's that's why this season sucks even more, man. Like it just. I mean, because of COVID, it stopped abruptly. We don't. I don't even know if fantasy. I don't think fantasy is coming back. Uh, not right now. Like, I'm just saying, like, once they start the season, let's say it's not all 30 teams, right? Like, yeah. 
that shit ain't gonna fly like half your players can't play that doesn't make sense i feel you man that was like as much as i am a basketball fan i'm just as big as a fantasy <laughs> fantasy <laughs> sports yeah, I, I nerd out i nerd you know i nerd out on yeah. statistics and yeah you know i love the game already and it's just like putting numbers to that and competing yeah. with that and money on the line with the homies oh shit yeah. man he does like a draft party where they like they they go i don't even oh, know where you guys legit. go to vegas or whatever and it's like a whole there's like a board yeah, yeah. and like it's so freaking crazy how long has it been running bro it was 20 years wow wow same group of homies from high school been playing in the league for about 20 years and the first couple years it was like the aba days you know there was (laughs) there were some homies that like they're not really serious and they got their name on a trophy just just because they got lucky but like when uh yeah it gets started getting serious and uh, yeah, we do. We go to uh, we do a draft party every year. Usually, we go to Reno, yeah. so we could do mm. like a weekend in Reno. It's mm. a getaway from the family, the kids, just the homies kicking it. That's how legit. That's how legit yeah. they are, man. We do a live board, you know. We <laughs> wow, live board. Damn. Yeah, live board. We get a suite. Uh, we party it up, man. You know, even afterward, we even have like a little celebration for the the winner. I'm gonna just keep it at that, <laughs> and then um, yeah, man. Then we're just out in the bout where, you know, people can gamble, people can drink. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's it's a good time. So like, I do miss that. How I, how, how sophisticated is this draft? Like, is keepers very, like what? Like, yes. Oh mm. yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a like a semi dynasty. It's a two two keeper league. So you got mm. ten ten players on your roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can t- keep two players. As long as they are drafted and kept, mm-hmm. uh, drafted, you can keep them for up to two years or mm-hmm. twice, so up to uh, three years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's a semi-dynasty. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, lately we've been doing auction. So like Oof. we actually bring like poker chips. <laughs> like, yeah, Whoa. Chips. And you'll like, it's like you're bidding on players as they yeah. come up. Dude, it's, it gets freaking intense. Man. Dude, once you go to auction draft, you can't do regular draft because it yeah. adds a whole other element. Because there's that whole like competing for a certain player, and then you also like want to bid up players because you know, like, yeah. let's say your bro uh, likes freaking yeah. Steph Curry, and you're like, yeah. I know he's going to pay extra for this shit. Mm-hmm. Like this year, uh, there's like a couple diehard Warriors fans in our league, and they wanted to, since it was a keeper league, they wanted to, they wanted to. Uh, grab clay for cheap yeah. you know they're getting mm-hmm. there them for like yeah. a couple bucks mm-hmm. but like a lot of us other like kings fans are like we were hella driving with the price on clay we have a 200 dollars budget he ended up going to like this warrior uh, our warrior homie fan for like 50 50 bucks <laughs> what like oh shit damn clay didn't even touch the court this year <laughs> Someone on the IRL year. Yeah. Oh man, that's how, that's how strong their their fanhood is too. So yeah, wow. it's a great league, man. So I do miss fantasy. Mm. Like I, I open up. I don't know. I don't know how you are, Jack mm. and JC. I don't know if you still play, but like one of the things, one of the first things I do when I open my phone, is <laughs> click the Yahoo Fantasy or the, the fantasy app. Yeah. And now, like, I'm, like, I, I, like, I do, like, a, like, a pump fake, dude. Like, I'm about to press it, but, like, man, there's nothing going to, no new information on here, dude. He's looking for games. Look, look, well, one of the biggest sites that I go on is Roto World, dude. Yeah, yeah, Roto World, yeah. yeah. I knew Roto World, yeah. Roto World was, 
my shit like 15 years ago when no one knew about it yeah yeah dude all the updates yeah. and then you bet you'd be able to sue players now like it's it's so common J- james now there's no there's no secret information man it's all out there now like back in the day you would you could find gems bro like now there's so many articles sleepers and all that stuff there's no true sleeper anymore dude you gotta have a plug at the organizations. <laughs> be like Michael, Michael Mulder. He's gonna be blowing up the Warriors. Man. You should pick him up. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I don't play anymore just because I couldn't keep up with this level of intensity. I used mm-hmm. to be in Jack's league. Yeah, and, yeah. and that was the, like actually was a spot. the league that you were in is much like James. Like we've been doing that for a long time, like fifteen years. You know, keepers now and auction. So you you couldn't keep up, bro. You couldn't keep up. Yeah, I couldn't keep up, man. Once yeah. once the kids started coming like it was just yeah i I couldn't really i couldn't keep up so that's definitely something you have to like check on a regular yeah unless you're unless you drafted that good at the beginning you got you know get lucky all the way through you know how it is back yeah no that's that's even hard to do though if you don't micromanage your team like it's hard to stay up top dude Uh, you have to like manage it you just have to injuries dude injuries happen with every single team yeah so sucks for you guys. You can't. <laughs> yeah, we're dude. Sucks for us. Wait, hey James, one last question. Like, if the season, well, let's say the season's done, right, and the fantasy standings are where they are, where are you finishing now? In your in your in your league of the uh, the the twenty year old one one. Oh, uh, shoot! See now you made me open up my app. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like I was creeping up like right before they ended the season. Mm. I just jumped into the playoff picture. So, like, mm. I was outside the bubble almost all year because I had, like, I was just shadowed with injuries. I can't mm. remember who I had. But, yeah, so, like, but, like, I ended up at, like, sixth place. Uh, I was in, currently in sixth place. Oh. So, which is, hey, as long as I was in the playoffs, I was going to yeah. I was gonna do some Do damage? damage. Make a run. <laughs> make a run, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, if they did start it again, I guess that would be cool because I'm, you know, that's one thing that I was trying to figure out. How do I... How do what do we do with the with the fantasy yeah. thing? Like I'm the commissioner for that league. Like I, you know, people are wondering. Like you know, they put big money into this league. Yeah. So. All right, let's let's play it out. This this will be our final final thing that we talk about before we end this episode. Like you're the commissioner, right? Let's say there's no more NBA games in terms of fantasy because let's say it's not all 30 teams that come back. So you're not you're not gonna play out fantasy. As the commissioner, this is asterisk season, but people put money in. Are you returning people's money, or are you going to end the standings where it is and pay it out like that? I think we would have to call it, cancel the season, call it a wash, and start over next. Oh year. man, that's brutal, so, dude. I mean, how, what, what, what are you going to do? Like the people yeah. who, the people who are like outside of you know who who yeah. are outside the bubble, they're going to be like, hey man, I who knows? I could have won. You know, you can't just go out, rely on the standings. So. Hmm. That's not really what we all um, signed up to, for. Yeah. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all we have our bylaws. <laughs> so, so, well, it's that it's that hardcore of a league, huh? <laughs> it's hardcore, Jack. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. they don't so, fuck around, man. It's <laughs> for real. Yeah, so we'd have to just cancel the season. So I do have a co-commissioner, and I was talking to him the other day, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I always th- I always come up with these off the wall ideas, and I'm like. He's the Adam Silver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's think outside the box a little bit. So I was like, if we can't finish the season like we normally would, mm. normally would, what if we just uh, load up, loaded up all our current teams on two K, and then oh, like a simulation for a hundred bucks, hundred dollar buy-in, winner, winner take all. 
Dude, that's that's actually super dope, bro. That's actually Dude, super that dope. Cool. All right, all right. So I'm gonna bring you guys in because yeah. I might need you guys' help with the uh, Damn. with the IT stuff. Because yeah. I wanna I wanna post it. I wanna post the live yeah. feed. Yeah. For all the homies to watch if they wanna tune in. Yeah. Because they don't want any foul play or anything. Exactly. Like that. I don't want mm. any any question marks or any yeah, like you know straight up just you know this is what's happening. We'll show you live as it's happening, and it's just like you know, <laughs> yep. whoever, whoever, whoever wins, whoever wins at the it. end of the simulation, that's it, dude. That's our champ. That's how you at least for the money. money. Maybe not yeah, for yeah, the trophy, yeah. but what do you think, man? No, I think that's a great idea, dude. Like you actually caught me off guard. I think that's such a brilliant idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way I think we could get it to get work. some closure, man. Get some closure for the season, and then we just pick it up next year with the. You know, like new draft and stuff like that, new right? Draft, yeah. yeah. Keep, I don't know how we'll renew the keepers yet. You know, or maybe we just do it for fun and then we do the keepers next. I don't know yet. Lot, lots to think about. James is the Adam Silver dude of, yeah, of dude. fantasy fantasy basketball. Get outside the box, man. That's yeah. that's not, that's what you got to do. This Adam, is what this yeah. is what COVID does, man. Yeah. It's foobar <laughs> and it forces the state to change up all the shit that they're doing. It's changing fantasy approaches, changing <laughs> the NBA, it's changing everything, man. It really pretty much just shocked the whole world. That was, yeah, that was me before COVID. That's just me before COVID. <laughs> COVID just <laughs> light years ahead. COVID man. just heightened it in new levels. That's all. Hey man, twenty years. You got to find ways to kind of keep things interesting, man. So you got to. Right, right. Everything's yeah. a microcosm, man, to life, yeah. dude. Like enjoy life, you know. Yeah. Ball versus life, right? There yeah, you go, exactly. Man. You get okay. it. You get yeah, it. Yeah, I got it, man. You can you can't have life without balls. And you can't. James deep deep euphemisms right here. You cannot have life without. That's why the title is so real. People are like, "What the fuck is this? What is, what is it all about?" But it just it speaks. It it's such a layered title, man. It makes sense on so many levels, man. Yeah. So when y'all mentioned it at Disneyland, I was like, "Balls life, okay." Now you speak in my language. <laughs> I know all about that. <laughs> I am so glad that we were able to bring James yeah. in just because it's been a year. Like, honestly, before we mm-hmm. even started doing all this shit, like, he'd been knowing that we'd been doing this project. And it's been a long time coming to be able to get mm-hmm. him on board. And it's been a fun shit, yeah. man. An hour. It went yeah. by like a blip. Dude. It and did. Man, yeah. Hey, man, I'm honored. Hey, thanks for having me on, for real. First podcast. Uh, I hope I don't. I didn't make y'all make me sound too stupid. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> but that was a good conversation, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't even think. I was wondering why, like Jack was trying to cut us off. I was like, damn, it's been an hour already. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. yeah JC called it right. I mean, he was hitting me up. He was like, dude, the episode's gonna fly by, and it really did. It, it flew by. Yeah, I was looking at the time, and I was like, damn, we're wait, we're we're ten minutes past the hour mark <laughs> usually. To yeah. us recording, at least, I don't know about the listeners, but you know. There's some gems, listeners. So if you're skipping <laughs> around, man, come back. We got some. We got some yeah, gems so over. We here. just scratched the surface. On this. We <laughs> only so, stuck to basketball. Too. Yeah, dude. We didn't even touch the other topics. Well, that only gives us more reason for for us to record again. We, we if we got more gems, man. We gotta we gotta mine for them, dude. We gotta mine them out, James, man. Adam Silver of fantasy <laughs> fantasy basketball. <laughs> he is on my profile for my fantasy league. This is a profile pic. There you go. There you go. All right. With with that said, let's end this episode. You can follow us on Ball vs. Life official on IG. You can shoot us an email, ballvsslife at gmail.com. I want to thank you again, James, for coming on. You, this won't be the the last time. It will be one of many to come. All right, bro? Yes, pleasure, man. Thank you for having me on. Stay safe, guys. Peace. <laughs>